0: Welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to female protagonists in fiction film and the
1: stage, co-hosted by India Marie Paul and Katie Zutter. For our inaugural season, we will be focusing on eight animated heroines from Walt Disney feature films. For our final
0: deep dive episode of the season, we are tackling Disney's biggest animated franchise, Frozen, and have a two-for-one special as we learn about the dangers of a frozen heart and the power of sisterhood with two amazing heroines, Elsa and Anna. Welcome to our final Deep Dive episode of the season. Yes! It's so exciting. We have a lot of stuff to go through. We got Not only do we have two characters, but we have the biggest animated
1: film, the top two probably, animated film that Disney's ever made. And the first ever movie theater launch of a second installment. Exactly. The original Disney inspiration started in the 1940s. Right, it started. He wanted to do this movie before they did Snow White. And That's the only crazy. reason they didn't is because like Walt Disney loved it was one of his favorites. And the only reason they mm-hmm. didn't is because they could not make it kid friendly. Yeah. Um, and it's Han
0: Christian Andersen's The Snow Queen, mm-hmm. which was published in uh, 1844 in his New Fairy Tales first volume. So Walt loved the story. After reading it, I'd never read it before. It's really interesting, Mm -hmm. and... It's so far away from what Frozen is
1: that we're kind of, kind of have to whip through it real fast and then talk about this right. inspiration. And it, and it makes sense when you read the original, you see why it took them so long, especially yeah. now, especially decades later, now that we've seen the princess franchise, because that's what this was intended to be a part of. You see all of those stories and you look back and reread or read The Snow mm-hmm. Queen and you're like, ah. That doesn't fit, but it is quite the journey. It is,
0: and it's one of his longest stories because it's in seven different parts. Two best friends and their kids, and in the first, I'm gonna have to okay. Here we go. I'm gonna just whip through what happens in this story real fast because it is <laughs> long. Scary Saint Nick. First, Scary Saint Nick. Um, yes, yeah, so it starts by doing a background about this mirror that the mm-hmm. devil slash hobgoblin created and it distorts the image of whatever it reflects into the most hideous version of itself so he was taking it to heaven to like mock heaven and then it broke along the way yes and then it shattered into pieces landing in specks of people's eyes to make them only see the bad or in their hearts that turned them cold and icy and that was the worst the worst is the
1: people who got it in their hearts
0: yes so we do have the frozen heart I, I, there's connections you can make into different ideas. So that's the first story that has nothing to do with the main plot, but that's the history of it the is, glass.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's the inciting incident. It's, yes. It's what starts the journey for round two when you meet the kids, or story two, rather.
0: And that's when you meet a little boy and a little girl. They're two peasant friends name. Kai? Kay? It's going to be Kai well, for today. For sure Gerda. <laughs> Absolutely. It's Gerda. Yes. <laughs> so Kai and Gerda these two little peasants. The grandmother tells them about the Snow Queen being responsible for the winter. Kai looked out the window and the queen appeared one night and she beckons to him, but he doesn't follow in the second story. And then next we see Summer and Kai is hit by the mirror fragment from The Devil mm-hmm. Going to Heaven. Mm-hmm. And it lands in his eye and heart, so that it's he has right, both right in his heart. So he starts being more bold, and Gerda sees him start kind of going away from her. And he doesn't he, have feelings almost. Yeah, like, and he's almost it's rewarded it's weirdly. which I found really like frustrating, which I think was the point. But it, it was yeah. He starts changing. And there's probably a whole, like, study of this story beyond (laughs) Frozen that people can get into. And then he was sledding with the kids, and he hooked his sled to a white sleigh that drove by, which happened to be pulled by the Snow Queen, who then took him to the palace, kissed his forehead when they stopped, and then he no longer felt cold, and he starts losing his memories of his family, and on the second kiss of his forehead,
1: he became her pet servant kind of thing essentially and sometimes in uh, some version she kisses each eye oh yep it's interesting she has a very is it edmund from the line the witch in the wardrobe or edward yeah very very, very that reminiscent mm-hmm. but yeah she did yeah she brings him and keeps him yeah so there there
0: is a snow palace so they're like mm-hmm. through the yes. through the mountains forest thing everyone believes kai to be dead but gerda still holds on to hope she is the Anna character, and she yes. starts the trek and journey and meets some odd people along the way that kind of yeah. <laughs> like,
1: so you it's have fun. It's really fun. I actually it is really so strange, it. but fun.
0: You have this weird old grandma who like tricks her into to staying, uses a magic comb to make her forget. and then she realizes that she was on a journey again, starts off on a journey again, meets a prince and princess. But after talking to a crow to try and see if they can help and find Kai, and they're really nice to her, and they send her on the way. So we've gone through uh, story three and
1: four, Mm -hmm. where that kind of all happens. It's very episodic. It is. It's. it's yeah, it's definitely an adventure and more of an adventure than other fairy tales.
0: It is. And it journey. is. It's a little girl. There, is, mm-hmm. He did write, I mean, it was 1844. He wrote a little girl going on this journey to find her best friend. Yeah. And it's pretty epic. Like she meets the old woman. She meets the prince and princess. Then she meets a little robber girl who yes. keeps... Everyone dies on the carriage that the prince and prince sent her. But this little robber girl and a group of bandits went like, no, she's going to be my friend. And then kind of enslaves her as her friend. (laughs) So that's a whole thing. Things get weird. It gets a little weird. And then so that's episode uh, episode. It's that's chapter five, story five. And then the little girl lets her go go to go find kai after she tells little robber girl about that and she escapes with a reindeer so there's we got some sven action coming in there and then in six the lap and the fin woman help her find kai so we do have it remind me of the sami which also helped inspire Mm -hmm. frozen so that's kind of where i think that started we're getting some connecting points in this so the reindeer is helping her through that she meets those two more indigenous women that tell them where the snow queen is they realize where the snow queen is and then the reindeer doesn't tell gerda that kai has the glass in his eye because that will ruin there's some weird plot that between the reindeer and the fin woman They have like a secret. (laughs) I don't know why everyone talks to animals in it, but they have a secret. So the reindeer drops Gerda Mm -hmm. by the Snow Queen, but won't follow her. And I, I wrote this quote down that the Finn woman tells the reindeer, we mustn't tell her about this power, meaning the glass in the eye and the heart. Strength lies in her heart because she is such a sweet, innocent child. If she herself cannot reach the Snow Queen and rid little Kai of those pieces of glass, then there's no help that we can give her. So mm-hmm. it's this character who's just completely sweet, innocent. There's some yeah. angelic entities that help her find the Snow
1: Queen, too. So it's a yeah, very the Christian. the Snow Queen's kind of wishy-washy, too, where yeah. in some parts she is incredibly feared mm-hmm. and seems very... She's dangerous, but also is part of the world. They're scared of her. Nobody wants to go close to her. Yep. But she's still integral to the world. She still helps the seasons change and all that stuff because that's like her thing. Then the next chapter, I was really
0: excited. I'm like, Gerda's gonna come and they're gonna have some kind of fight, or there was gonna oh, be absolutely not. This I, is a fairy <laughs> tale. What are you talking about? She's I a child. Was something <laughs> like I was like, they we built up this villain. We have this character who's gone on an adventure. I'm like, oh, she's gonna come head to head with the snow queen. But the last chapter, the snow queen
1: has left for some some reason, and Kai is left alone. Yeah, it's to do her job. She's gotta go uh. Got to go bring snow to places to help the crops grow in the the spring later. Yeah. She just leaves. I think his point of the story Mm -hmm. was that she was strong enough to, I don't think she realized she did it either. Gerda was strong enough by being so strong of heart to remove Mm -hmm. the glass Mm -hmm. from Kai. I think that was the climax, but Mm -hmm. it was strange since the story is called "The Snow Queen," yeah, not the dark Mirror, you know, yeah, that it felt weighted completely wrong
0: that she wasn't really a central force. She was the antagonist. Mm-hmm. But really, it was the mirror the, the mirror was the antagonist, yeah, yeah so
1: it's a, it's a little misleading in the name, yeah. And this but is a, interesting
0: it was really interesting. and the her hot tears were melted the ice, the glass shards. When she kissed Kai, because he was kind of on the verge of becoming completely frozen. Yeah, yeah. And dying. His humanity, like, dying. And then they travel back together. They meet up with the reindeer again. Mm-hmm. and They are with a couple people again. Yeah, like, they, they kind of do, like, the trek back and see everyone. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 uh, where's this person now? Oh, they're dead. It's fine. Yep. They come back to the <laughs> village, and they're, like, grown up now. And I, it alludes to them being, like, together forever. But it ends with them growing up happy and sitting... Together underneath the warm summer, so that's the the journey of the Snow
1: Queen, <laughs> which is really the story of Gerda. Of Gerda, which is very I mean very much Frozen like because yes. you're like ah oh, Frozen. It's about Elsa. Mm, mm. I would argue that Anna's the main character. She's supposed
0: to be, and I <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about that, but we will get there. So we we have this beloved fairy tale. Please feel free to read it. I was it was yeah. a nice surprise because it was a lot thicker because when we did Rapunzel, it was like three pages. So it was nice mm-hmm. to have a little bit more in depth.
1: So Walt couldn't figure out how to make it family friendly or yeah, work. It just, every couple of years, they're like, maybe mm-hmm. uh, nah, not going to work. Maybe this time. No, that doesn't make sense. Yep. And I know that they tried
0: to do a version around 2000, 2002. There's different concept art that was done to try and figure out how to do it. And they didn't really find a story with any solid ground. Right. And then Chris Buck, who is one of the directors on this, he was asked to pitch something. One of his ideas in 2008 was a musical version of The Snow Queen. So which that's is very
1: fitting because mm-hmm. there is music in The Snow Queen. Yeah, she sings, I believe. It's a song that they sing when they're kids before he's turned and taken.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
1: when he's turned back, they sing this song again to reunite. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Which is, works very well. I, I think adding music and, and making it a musical and making it part of that princess franchise style, Mm -hmm. obviously worked out very well for them. It did work out very well for them. So
0: so Chris Buck was asked to pitch in 2008. So this is when it all kind of started. And Chris Buck worked on Tarzan. I believe he was one of the directors of Tarzan. So he was someone that Disney really trusted. And Jennifer Lee, who was the writer and then the eventual co-director, wasn't in right away. She came in partway through when they started to figure out who these characters were going to be. Right, right. So uh, you want to talk a little bit about
1: Elsa and where she started in this process. Man, did she transform? Right, right. So something they did is, in the very early art and everything, they combined Kai and the Snow Queen is what oh. they did. That was one of their first orders of business was mm-hmm. to make those two characters one. And that's kind of where it was taking so long in the early stages of development because they had these two sisters where Anna went through a little bit but she because she is so based in that wonderful strong young girl character of, of Gerda they were like ah we got her and it they just had a hard time mm-hmm. with this sweet girl having a terrible terrible human as a sister, yep. there is early concept art of Elsa shooting Anna with magic just for fun. Great. Like, just, <laughs> just for sillies. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they were playing with that. There was a very, very long time. They they went through um, a bunch of different looks for her. Mm-hmm. For a very long time, they had settled on this look where her hair was a black pixie cut that was spiked mm-hmm. up in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, She had that for a very long time. As a villain. They slowly played with it being down, but still included those like that spiked, almost iced up gel looked Mm -hmm. look. But she was evil. She was evil and she was evil up until they watched Adina Menzel sing Let It Go in the recording studio. So the director had said that one of her favorite moments of writing creating Frozen 1 mm-hmm. was watching John Rippa sketch Elsa while Ooh. he watched Adina sing Let It Go. That moment changed the character and made Elsa who she is today. She went from being someone who was that cold, who would hit their sister for fun with their terrifying ice magic, mm-hmm. would not be able to go through all of those complex emotions that Adina portrayed. Mm-hmm going through let it go which yep. which it is it is a very complex song for that character emotionally mm-hmm. and so i think that is a really cool moment i'm glad the director loved it as well but yeah uh, i think she went through some of the most changes and that was really when it clicked mm-hmm. they were like oh she's not the villain she's kind of a villain yeah but not intentionally that she's someone who has no
0: malicious intent no 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 and it's struggling in different ways and i wrote down a quote from jennifer lee after realizing that that the whole thing had to change she just said oh god i have to rewrite the whole movie again yeah <laughs> <laughs> went through so many changes and what made this movie so amazing and why i think it spoke to a lot of people was let it go i think yes. it, it's a a feeling of not being able to be yourself fully that really people embraced and understood. And one of the reasons why Elsa took over the movie was Mm -hmm. they gave her those powerful moments. And she gets magic. And she gets magic. So there's like, they're layering. doesn't want
1: magic? They're
0: layering so many things for her, even though Anna Anna is the protagonist of the movie. And they... They went to set out to write an anti-Disney princess movie. This is one of the first movies that they were truly, truly focusing on telling a fairy tale for today's audience rather than just retelling the fairy tale. I think Rapunzel did a good job accomplishing that. But the focus was very, very specific in the development process Mm -hmm. of this that they wanted to write something for today. So, I mean, they have so many jabs At the uh, old Disney princesses falling in love at first sight. Like, it's really wonderful Mm -hmm. and fun. I was thinking about Anna's character. She is written as a typical Disney princess in the sense that she falls in love instantly. What they do with her is give her a quirkiness that hasn't been experienced before. And a clumsiness.
1: Well... They did, there was a lot of talk when she first came out where um, a couple, like, forums and things like that were mm-hmm. upset because they thought that they had just copy and pasted Rapunzel yeah. onto Anna. I don't think they intentionally did it, but mm-hmm. they are very similar. They are, personality-wise. Yeah, I and the humor is similar. Anna, yeah, yeah, they they behave very similarly. Their reactions are very similar. However, I mm-hmm. think as Anna's character Grows and as mm-hmm. Rapunzel's character grows, they they grow yeah. apart. They, they definitely at face value when mm-hmm. you first meet Anna, you're like ah, a clumsy Rapunzel. Yes, which is yeah, not yeah. a bad thing. We love both of them. <laughs>
0: yeah, but it did. I, there's a lot of things working against this Anna character to be the mm-hmm. main person because she is an amazing character when you start thinking oh, about yeah. all she does. She's incredible in the the sense that she's incredible and flawed yes. in the sense that she just goes forward in what she believes is right but has no plan has no <laughs> like no thought. She's <laughs> going to talk
1: to her sister? Yeah, and that's going to be that's, <laughs> that's going to work. That's that's she she has such a strong and kind heart. She's like yep. we're just going to do these things. Yep. She has a lot of great characteristics and is flawed and full and I think that's what separates her from me from
0: Rapunzel is Rapunzel mm-hmm. does think through a lot more of her plan and deal with that, while Anna's so on track mm-hmm. that she hasn't thought of the next step yet. And Although she,
1: Rapunzel doesn't have a plan either. She, her only plan is taking to, to see the lights. yeah the that's lights. It. That's true. She doesn't have any other plan, which is the same as Anna, which is I need to save my sister.
0: Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to separate <laughs> I know, I them. It's know. very
1: hard. There's a horse in one and there's a reindeer in the other. <laughs> right. They do grow. Like I said, as, they grow as we apart. get into this, they will definitely become very yep. different very different characters. Yes, which yes. Which is cool and something First that we movie, got to see with both of them.
0: Yes, that, it's nice that we got to see both their journeys because they are so yeah. wonderful. We're, we're, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Oh, you're the movie. Fine. But when they're created... So they did start making... In the development, they started with Gerda that they changed to Anna, and she was a peasant for a long time. It was a peasant going to the Snow Queen. For at first, they weren't sisters, and then they realized that that's how they can make them need each other because that was something they really were trying to make happen. Because Kai wasn't a character, so they made and, them sisters. And that makes
1: it that makes it so successful. The mm-hmm. fact that they were that sister relationship yeah. is so cool in this movie. And I think that was part of the reason why it was so successful.
0: I do too. And what they did similar to in the after hours of our Rapunzel's episode, we talk about the hot guy meeting. Yes. Um, so this is similar. They had a sister summit where they brought together women in the studio who had sisters and had a huge discussion about what that relationship is. And I thought it was really interesting that Jennifer Lee is a younger sister, so she's the writer. Mm-hmm. Kristen Bell is the younger of two sisters. And Idina Menzel is the older of two sisters. So that you have both of the voice actors playing these characters were in their perspective sibling rankings. Love it. Love it. <laughs> it totally makes sense. And you can kind of feel that. I know Kristen Bell had a lot to do with the development of Anna because she mm-hmm wanted to create a character that would have reflected who she was as a kid because when she was a kid she was clumsy she was quirky and stumbling over her words and just wanting so badly to be involved with her sisters and what she wanted to see was not some elegant
1: graceful character which is what all of the characters were most likely when she was Mm -hmm. younger Exactly. Like a lot of them were the, the Cinderellas, the Auroras. Mm-hmm. The, even Belle has a, a oh, sense. Oh, yeah. Of Belle and Jasmine both have a very mm-hmm. royal. They, they hold themselves very well Yeah. everything.
0: They're so. very elegant. She wanted someone who would have reflected who she was. And it, it really is Kristen Bell. Yeah, When you see her in interviews, the famous <laughs> wait, what was Kristen Bell? Like it was an improv. That they were doing, they did a lot of improving in this film with, especially with Josh Gad, but <laughs> well, not Josh, yeah. yeah, Josh Gad, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes. But with Kristen too, they would let her kind of run and try different things, and yeah. so she was really involved with the creation of this character. And I think that's what made Frozen Two so powerful with Anna. Yes, because they yes. they did give. It is very Rapunzel esque in the first one, but when you see
1: Kristen yeah. Bell, it just is Kristen Bell right. on screen. So, uh, but it dives in. You dive into that into Anna more in mm-hmm. Frozen Two. You get to know her more. Yeah, she she get she gets to to go on a little journey herself mm-hmm. as well. It's Anna's character development is probably my favorite of the yeah. of the series.
0: I definitely agree with that. A fun fact about the movie is that Jennifer Lee is the first woman to direct a full-length Disney animated feature film.
1: Ah, oh, she does. she, yes, she
0: and does. Yes, she is. <laughs> yes, excuse she is. me. And she's also the first woman to solely write an entire screenplay for Disney animation since yes. Linda Wolverton did Beauty and the Beast. Um,
1: excellent. Because mm-hmm. she also, I think there's a quote from her that... She says something like, when there's a woman in the room, other women speak up.
0: Yes, yes. I love and that. That's it's really true. Important.
1: It's, yeah, it's so important in, especially in a story where you have two female lead characters, mm-hmm. especially with Elsa. Elsa has a lot of moments that are very internal, mm-hmm. as opposed to Anna, who everybody knows what Anna's thinking, which yes. is also. Fantastic. We love mm-hmm. that for her. Yeah. <laughs> but um I don't know. It it's really nice to have the the women. You can see you can see more femininity in um in the movie.
0: Yeah, and they were inspired by Norway and the the mm-hmm. Sami indigenous people which you get more in the Frozen 2, but Kristoff's outfit and his reindeer connection comes yes. from the Sami yes. indigenous tribe in uh, Norway. A lot of the clothing was inspired by a beautiful Norwegian tradition of rose mauling, which is this mm-hmm. extensive stylized flower ornamentation scrollwork for
1: them <laughs> because they yep. do it is so beautiful and they put it everywhere. Yes, that they actually had a hard time, especially with the palace, mm-hmm. because they had to make the palace walls accurate with all of this floral and geometric mm-hmm. look that is all brightly colored but not make it take away from mm-hmm. you wanting to look at Anna. <laughs> like.
0: Yeah, the oh, it's, the art design is gorgeous in both yeah. movies. But it's, yeah, they had, they there's a number, I don't think I wrote it down, but the amount of hand draw time it would have taken to draw all of the embroidered oh, would dresses would never have flown. So they were able to do so much more with the costuming and the environment mm-hmm. that they never could do before because it was... CG. They, they didn't have Amen. to hand
1: draw every swirl on those dresses. Right. Can, can you imagine? Because it's the, the craziest is when Frozen 2, I'm sitting in the theaters mm-hmm. and I'm watching Frozen 2 by myself, in an entire theater full of children. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking up at the <laughs> screen. And it's the first moment where Elsa like steps out and she's in her blue coat mm-hmm. and you can see the individual stitches of yep. the embroidery. And I went, Are you kidding? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And can you when you imagine I'm read... drawing that? Like no. and...
0: oh my gosh. It wouldn't have worked. And for that, the technology changed so much in the six years between films. I think it was to create that look, they would make each piece of fabric in their program and then digitally sew them together to get the correct weight and flow so that you would see the stitches rather than just a flat piece that they manipulated.
1: So which is even different from the first movie. Mm -hmm. In the first movie, just speaking of costuming with the first one, specifically Elsa's cape Mm-hmm. They wanted it to not make sense. They wanted yep. it. They wanted it to look magical and mm-hmm. stiff and ice-like, so that they purposely went away from what regular fabric would do. Mm-hmm with that cape which does make it very magical very sparkly the Mm -hmm. way she wishes it around Mm -hmm. also i mean once again going back to the 3 year olds who does not want magic who does not want a long flowing cape they can swirl around i mean i want one i'm an adult
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i'll take a cape any day (laughs) oh yeah though the costumes were gorgeous i did appreciate that the characters are older anna's 18 in the first movie Mm-hmm. And Elsa is twenty one, yeah, so you also have a fairy tale story with adults. A lot of the yeah. Disney princesses lean toward sixteen or under. So it was really nice to have adults in this film. And then they allowed them to right. be three years older in the second. So you really have a coming of age story in a more, real sense now because back in the day like 14 felt you know in snow white's time period of germany you know that was like when you became an adult but it was nice to see that match today's reality and to actually deal with that which makes it less of a kids movie in an interesting way as more of it's like a tween olaf is what makes it the kids movie that's true especially frozen 2 Frozen yeah. 2, it's like oh, Olaf is it. for the children. And everything we'll, we'll else
1: get, is an yeah. adult complex emotional journey. <laughs> we'll get to Frozen 2. Yeah. <laughs> but I have thoughts about yeah. Olaf and and Kristoff and during during Frozen 2. Um, like you had said before, Anna is still very much the the classic mm-hmm. princess type with a twist, absolutely. Her clumsiness and mm-hmm. and he'll, here's the difference between Rapunzel and yes. Rapunzel comes off as as clumsy and innocent because she truly doesn't know any better she doesn't yeah. know any anything she's never been in the world so and that's a big difference between them is because anna comes off as just clumsy silly yeah. Anna. like you know. yeah that's like a real personality trait whereas in with right. rapunzel
0: once she learns like you see in the the tv mm-hmm. show you see her grow and and change in that way yeah. And it was challenging for them to make, because Anna is the protagonist. She's the emotional heart of the story, yes. is what they mentioned. Because it's, I think it was one of the story artists said, it's really hard compared to Tangled, because the heroine has magical powers. Yes. So to make the character- it you right there. yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. To make the character who doesn't believe she is special, the actual main character, it was mm-hmm. a really big challenge for them. And I don't know that they found it because elsa really took over this franchise but it was something that they were aware of how challenging it was to make this right.
1: character yeah, who they doesn't still... believe in herself right they still made her the main character mm-hmm. but elsa is the kid fan favorite yes unfortunately yeah. even though she is not you know the the true protagonist of the story not that she's not important, obviously. So no, she's, she's still, still yeah. a main character in the story. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's hard to compete, but I do appreciate... I think they they did succeed on making Anna a wonderful mm-hmm. character to look up to, and, mm-hmm. and you really felt for her. And I don't know about you, but as an adult, I appreciate Anna more than I appreciate Elsa. I still like Elsa, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I... Because I saw it when I was an adult. So, like, this was my first real big
0: Disney princess movie as a full-fledged adult in college yeah, yeah. and after... And I, I agree. I, it felt much more like I was interested in Anna and her journey, and like, wow, this this girl has guts. Like she is yeah. going for it. And that Elsa was really interesting, but you do see the importance of like what Anna f- actually does in the story while Elsa runs away. But let's <laughs> so, so Frozen One came out yes. in 2013, and it opens with this beautiful
1: yawking chant, which I. Adore yeah. Uh, it is a traditional yes. Norwegian song. I actually sang it in choir in college. So <laughs> when amazing. I started hearing it, we're <laughs> like the movie's opening, and I'm like, I sang Alto 2 for that song. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> ready to go. Like, I'm like panicking, looking around, I'm like, oh my gosh. Does I know anyone this know? Song. I know it. That opening for me had me tear up a bit because I'm like, ah, we've already started stronger than some other movies that have been placed mm-hmm. in kingdoms that have almost real backgrounds. Like, for example, this starting in Norway and having a traditional mm-hmm. Norwegian song starting it. I'm like, ah, you've already done better than some of these other movies that have taken place in mm-hmm. places that reflect actual cultures
0: yeah i don't remember it was for frozen one or frozen two but they did get a contract
1: signed with the indigenous people i believe it was frozen one frozen one I Cool, because they already started helping them financially mm-hmm. i think in frozen one so they
0: they built this connection with the because there are still indigenous tribes of the sami people in norway and there are two there are actually two kinds there are sea sami and there are reindeer herding sami so that was really cool they had meetings with them and they made sure that everything that they were doing was okayed by them. So that's a huge step for yeah. Disney to even think about that after, I mean, after things like Pocahontas and Mulan and like all these things mm-hmm. that took from mm-hmm. other cultures, I think it was really important. And the opening is also very unique because the opening song doesn't introduce us to the main two women. You get introduced to Kristoff. With Frozen Heart, and I love the song Frozen Heart, and it's the theme, goes back to the Hans Christian Andersen, but yeah, beware the Frozen Heart. And then we move on to the young heroines and building that sisterly relationship Mm -hmm. before they tear it down, immediately tear it down. They actually almost cut Do You Want to Build a Snowman? That would have been rough. What were they thinking? Because they had the intro song of Frozen Heart, they're like, Oh, we can't do two intro songs, and I'm like, If you cut that. How are you going to montage
1: this? Like, I don't I don't know how they montaged yeah, it's, it's it without it. It's a beautiful montage of, of watching them both grow up mm-hmm. in isolation from each other, mm-hmm. which is great. And it's it's one of those songs that you start out and it's so cute and it's so fun. Mm-hmm. And then it gets so real. And I love that. I love that. I, that from a music standpoint and storytelling standpoint, mm-hmm. that is brilliant. Because mm-hmm. at the beginning of the song, you are seeing Anna do this like... Like with her eyes and she's playing with her hair and she's running around the castle and you're you're learning about it and and you're seeing her kind of miss her sister. But like she's also living her own life, enjoying to quickly turn on you and make you cry Mm -hmm. was brilliant musical storytelling. It was. You got...
0: To know both of the characters very quickly and efficiently. Mm-hmm. And you got the tragedy of the lost parents very quickly and efficiently. Mm-hmm. Music allows you to have the emotional impact without needing full scenes. Yeah. So I thought you it also was also got
1: more weight to the parents. Mm-hmm. And having that that funeral. Yeah, that she didn't go to she was like, too scared. Cause her whole she her emotions were so strong that she had iced herself in a her room. Yep. I think
0: what kids and what adults really connected to with Elsa quicker than Anna, because Anna still has emotional moments like she, seeing her that last verse of do you want to build a snowman is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But what I think people jumped into on Elsa is this idea of feeling like part of you is wrong or part of you mm-hmm. is dangerous and the fear that that comes from being different. And I think that's such a powerful thing to put in a movie. There are other movies that talk about the idea of being different and right being afraid of fitting in and all that. This one kind of takes it to another level of making it actually dangerous, like your fear actually dangerous to yeah. others, which I think is a really powerful step. And what
1: made people cling on to her, and what made Let It Go just feel so yeah beautiful. We love that for her because mm-hmm. it's so freeing, Anna. Goes through the same, not quite the same, but very similar uh, traumas and Mm -hmm. such that Elsa goes through. But because Anna as a person, ice powers or no ice powers, Mm -hmm. is much more in tune with her feelings, Mm -hmm. is much more open about her feelings. Mm -hmm. So you you see and you hear everything she's going through because she's telling you, which is something that i think i would love to be better at that like i, a, I, yeah. I do admire her for that she she is so good mm-hmm. about her feelings and desperately trying to include others and not being too pushy like she knows the boundaries mm-hmm. but still doing her best to to let elsa know that she's there for her mm-hmm. and everything it's, it's yeah. A, yeah very stark difference to poor elsa who Is so scared to feel.
0: Yeah, they really did a good job of making them complete opposites. But Mm -hmm. that both of them, because of their childhood connection, completely love each other. There's never a question that they love each other. It's always external situations or external fear that keeps them apart. Because Elsa really has done nothing to earn the amount of loyalty that Anna gives her. Other than when they were kids.
1: Right. It's like the idea of this... This sister because mm-hmm. she is blindly loyal. Yep, a hundred percent. Like she meets Hans and she's like that one like blindly that one. loyal to him. Yep. But yeah, it's it's kind of this idea of we used to have so much fun and everything, mm-hmm. which she describes in "Do You Want to a Snowman," and she glorifies that a little bit as she gets older. Like she'll, they'll just jump right back into it. Yep. Whenever she opens that door for yeah, me, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're, just be besties. We're right just away. gonna be besties. And then you have Elsa on the other side, who is so incredibly logical. Yeah, she loves her sister, and when they go to the trolls, and it's this huge misunderstanding mm-hmm. of okay, the parents immediately go, "All right, we need to protect this child." They say people will be very angry and scared of her powers. Great, then we're gonna protect her by telling no one. <laughs> like great, you know, uh, it's, it's they they mean well, but completely bad call misunderstood (laughs) Mm -hmm. what Poppy was trying to say yep so elsa's whole life is if i don't see her like very logically i will sit in my room and if Mm -hmm. i don't see her then and i don't come near her Mm -hmm. then she will not be hurt i won't hurt her i can't hurt her if i'm not in the room with her yep out of love of course yes but and they both their their love languages are the opposite
0: very different what i do love about anna i mean for the first time in forever is her big i want song Mm -hmm. it's very cute we get The quirky anti-Disney princess, you know, as she's stuffing her face with things, or she's flinging helmets across accidentally and breaking things. You see her... The bust. The bust, (laughs) you know, like she just runs out of... She has no kind of elegance to her whatsoever. as She's prancing around the town, jumping on things and... Running into
1: Hans and the awkward. I'm not awkward. You're you're, you're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. That yeah. line delivery mm-hmm. is the most real I've ever felt. We've all been in a situation where you uncomfortably worried about something. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that was it. Yep. That was it. Mm -hmm. So relatable.
0: (laughs) Yep. And that was definitely like the wait, what is a a Kristen Bell-ism that Mm -hmm. she added into the movie. And it's such an iconic moment, that whole interaction. (laughs) And they do a good job of making Hans feel like the naive prince. They do a very good job. I will say that as the adult I was sitting in that theater... When he pulls away and says, if only someone loved you, I got instantly pissed.
1: Yes, and I was.
0: I was shocked because in my brain, I'm usually pretty good at figuring out how things figure out. But that one, I'm like, oh, she's going to kiss him and it's not going to work. And that's when we'll figure out Kristoff was the one or something like that. or True love
1: or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I was really shocked. They did a good job of building him into her equal in that sense it was really interesting to me that they made an anti-disney princess movie by giving you the stereotype and then it's the other people who acknowledge that it's not right it's Kristoff, mm-hmm. it's elsa but the main heroine her story does start very stereotypically
1: right in the princess direction she also which i think is really interesting is hans the first person she is in love with mm-hmm. if you will is much more like her yeah. They both have red hair. Mm-hmm. They're both the younger child. He is much more outgoing and personable. Mm-hmm. He's very good at putting on a face. He is an avid rider mm-hmm. of horses, much like herself. He bravely takes charge of things, yep. much like her. And she instead falls for someone who looks and is much more like her sister. It's very Christoph true. Christoph is blonde, is socially <laughs> a awkward. awkward. A little <laughs> He He prefers... To be alone. Um, not that we don't love him. And he's mm-hmm. the secret Hufflepuff that we didn't know we needed. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's I thought it was very interesting, that little turn.
0: Yeah, and I do believe that they that Anna would jump into the marriage right away because she does yell Uh at Elsa, I can't live like this anymore. She's been alone her whole life. They sent guards away, so she doesn't even hardly have anyone to play with growing up. She doesn't interact with anyone all the time. They've shut everyone out of the castle. So you get the image that Mm -hmm. she's not going into market very much
1: at all either. So people don't really know her. No, they're not allowed. Nobody's seen them. Exactly. Nobody's seen the princesses is is what they talk about. So
0: of course um, you're going to grab onto the first person who shows you love and compassion and yeah. you believe that she would be that naive and then you get to see her realize how wrong that is. It was very character-driven and emotionally yes. driven, which was mm-hmm. appreciated.
1: Something that I thought was really cool that came up in my notes that I was taking from the art of Frozen mm-hmm. that I had not seen anywhere else is that John Rippa actually pitched the idea for the ending, the climactic moment at the end of Frozen 1. Paul Briggs the head of the story said it is one of the best sequences that has ever been pitched and that was the moment when Anna sacrifices herself and dies for Elsa. Mm-hmm. That is what John Rippa he pitched that and everyone in the room applauded him. He got a standing ovation. And I would I would agree. Mm-hmm. I think that is an incredibly incredibly powerful moment for anything to, to have these sisters who have gone so apart and to see them come together in such a dramatic fashion mm-hmm. because the instant elsa thinks anna's dead because hans has lied to her and side note i am <laughs> sorry to say it but what? i think elsa's most beautiful magic is when she's devastated yep when everything when the snowflakes oh, yeah fell in slow motion and everything I mean, sound was gone. Mm -hmm. It was just this isolated, just tragic moment of her thinking that she's lost her sister, that she spent her whole life Mm -hmm. protecting from herself Mm -hmm. and she couldn't do it. And so that moment and then immediately after... To have Anna save her mm-hmm. and die in front of her, Ugh. which to Elsa is the now the second time yep. <laughs> that she thought her sister is dead. Like mm-hmm. that was so, so, so incredibly powerful. And I see why he got the standing ovation.
0: Yeah. And I was I wasn't ready for that ending. I thought, no. like, oh, we're going to. Kristoff and her are gonna meet or like there's gonna be some other I couldn't figure out exactly where they were going with it and then when that I was shocked as soon as she went frozen I'm like oh that's the act of true love it's gonna matter you know whatever right but for that moment uh, I was in shock it was beautiful it was stunning it was powerful and emotional and good on him like that's (laughs) that that was a stunning emotional moment in that story and it was not my favorite Disney movie. It isn't, but I understand why it became such a huge deal for little Mm -hmm. kids to watch. It's hard for me, because I was an adult watching it, to really understand what it meant for a kid to watch that movie in their age bracket. Yeah. And if you really think, like for them, you have two women who are wonderful characters and grow and have flaws... And are funny in their own ways. One has magic. One throws
1: flaming sleeping bags at wolves. Like <laughs> They look totally different, yep. too. So you can get the people who are like, oh, I'm a redhead. Oh, I'm a blonde. Yeah. You get, you get those kinds of looks that is also appealing for mm-hmm. kids being related to. As you had mentioned, like about Rapunzel, you mm-hmm. connected with her because you had the same mm-hmm. eye color. Mm-hmm. You know, all those little things matter. They do. Having all of the gowns. Mm-hmm. Anna has a bunch of outfits. Love it. And Elsa has really two main ones yeah. in this in this movie. Later, they have a million. Yep. But that's another thing that really sells. Mm-hmm. You have this silly snowman. You do. Which is and so, has the great yeah. one-liners. Mm-hmm. Olaf yeah, is so yeah. beloved.
0: That's why he got like all the short films. <laughs> he just <laughs> gets all the short films. Because kids love him and they love how naive mm-hmm. and weird he is. Because he's about, like, he's completely weird. But just like such a lovable... Mm -hmm. character you have a really supportive male character even though they kind of butt heads at the beginning
1: i love that i love that he calls her out that was a really fun moment to see because not a lot of men in these stories Mm -hmm. overly contradict the princess yeah the main female character whereas Kristoff looks at her and is like what you're engaged to a man you just met <laughs> what? And what's his last name? What's his foot size? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So many adult like, jokes. <laughs> yes. I I thought that was very fun. Yeah. Um, and some something else I want to talk about in Frozen, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. is the reprise of the first time in forever. I think mm-hmm. that was that's a little underrated musically. It's not shown a lot because it is really sad and it's pretty dark. But it is one of the only duets they get in the entire franchise. Ugh. I know. It's still great, mm-hmm. but it's very dark. And you you hear and feel in their voices, you have Anna, who is just, it's fine. Come back home. I know mm-hmm. you can do it. And Elsa says, I'm such a fool. I can't be free. Mm-hmm. So it's both of them at this point, because they haven't come together yet. They yeah. don't understand each other yet. They are digging their heels in on their own separate stances. Mm-hmm. And it isn't until later that climactic moment in the film where they realize that their love for each other is stronger than any any of these other things that mm-hmm. they think are in the way, which is great. I think it's yeah. beautiful.
0: It's beautiful. And it all stems from a miscommunication about needing to hide who you are. Mm-hmm. If Elsa had just told her about, like if anyone had just not hidden it from Anna, right. then I feel like Anna or would have helped her with her fear. It should yeah. have been
1: a thing that everybody... Everybody knew and I can understand if she's little and they have it just the just the castle knows and she slowly grows and they help figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, eventually presented to the rest of the Mm -hmm. rest of Arendelle and everything. But no, they they just is an understandable fear. For the parents. Oh, yeah. They, ha- like, they I have, think she's you know, a witch. They might. Right. Cause, yeah. Fears. Her fears yeah. are realized when that baby cries. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. She first shows her power. This is the first time ever yeah. they are meeting the populace and the mm-hmm. community. She reaches out. There's something wrong. A mother and a baby come out and they say, you know, are you okay, princess? Mm-hmm. The instant she shows magic, that same woman who showed her kindness yep. and that baby. Cry and and turn from her. They're yep. scared, mm-hmm. and that's Elsa's fears yep. are realized in that moment. And
0: if she would just look at Anna, because Anna's the
1: only one who's not looking
0: afraid at all. To Anna, mm-hmm. as soon as it happened, it clicked. This right. is why, and then goes charging after her, leaves a stranger in because... charge
1: of the kingdom. <laughs> Right, right. Of course, of course. Because she is a loyal queen and yep. that is her new prince. Her yeah, new like, man. he's going to be my man. He you can just take it. care of the entire kingdom while <laughs> I go chase my sister. I mean, it wasn't a terrible choice because he is a prince and has that kind of knowledge and clearly did okay. Yeah, but, but there was no, like, there was no... Is there an know, advisor? Is there advisor? no one? Nobody, nobody. You know, not looking back at Anna, is, is that same... Going into that Elsa character of looking at Anna is what the emotions is what caused this. Mm -hmm. The emotions pulled by Anna going against her wishes Mm -hmm. and everything is what caused her to do it. So her she runs to her default, which is if I'm near no one, I won't hurt anyone. Yep. Get away. Just get away. Leads to let it go because then she can let it go. There's no one around here. Mm-hmm. Funny how things seem so small when you're so high up and everything like yeah, she is so. Uh, yeah. You are excited for her even though you know that this is not sustainable. Yeah. What she's doing.
0: It's a complex thing to put in a kid's movie where fear mm-hmm. is a very powerful thing and you see it really play out and you see how Trying to hide something can be dangerous about yourself for yourself and others, and also running yeah. away from it doesn't fix it. No. So it's no. those are good lessons to put in a kid's right. movie. Right. And allowing yourself to be helped by mm. uh oh, that's so important. By someone who's trying to. Because man, Anna tries
1: she she Oof. does everything she for cares Does poor girl. yeah Yes. before we move yes. on about the 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 sister ship is something that I wanted to mention mm-hmm. very briefly mm-hmm. is that even though Elsa has been separated for Anna for over a decade, they have been separated, mm-hmm. one of the first things she builds, when she is free to do whatever the heck she wants, when she's singing Let It Go, Mm -hmm. is Olaf. I know. And Olaf is a thing purely made Mm -hmm. to bring joy to Anna. Yeah. So you do, in that moment, you see how much love Mm -hmm. she has for Anna. Now, before we jump to the shorts, Yes. Uh, I look. I took some notes on things and didn't tell you. Oh, great. Uh, they will be brief. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But I have a pretty. I have. A, I have a little small collection of Frozen stories that are outside of the Frozen One, Frozen Two narrative. Okay. So I just wanted to quickly talk about that. Mm-hmm. For their characters, one of the stories is called Olaf's Perfect Day. The premise is it's really, really hot. And Olaf wants to have a day with his two best friends, Mm. Elsa and Anna. So Elsa and Anna have a day. They have a picnic on a beach. And it's very cute. It's amazing. So something with their characters. He runs over to meet Anna first. And Anna is still in bed. Her hair is a mess. Love it. It's super hot and sticky (sighs) out. But yeah, Olaf, I guess we can go. Yep. And she gets up and gets ready. Meanwhile, they go find Elsa, who's already at work meeting a foreign dignitary. Mm. Fully up, ready to go. Mm-hmm. down to business and that reminds you she has been trained since birth to be queen yep <laughs> yeah and that's all she's done all she's done is sit in her room and learn and read mm-hmm. and and become this princess i do appreciate so, anna's lack of being able to get up in the morning that was super oh, yes. relatable so I, relatable i appreciated every second of that <laughs> And that was very much like what you were talking about, where she's like the anti princess mm-hmm. in some moments, because so many of them. You have Sleeping Beauty and Snow oh, White, gorgeous, you know, sleep. stunning. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not useful. And then lastly, I know it's a children's book, but I highly recommend mm-hmm. anyone anyone who has a sibling to find this book and read it. It is called A Sister More Like Me. Oh, and it is told in the perspective where there is a pink color and a dark purple color. And the pink color is Anna's voice, and the dark purple color is Elsa's voice. Mm -hmm. And the whole story is talking about how they wish they had sisters more like themselves. And the very end of the story is them realizing they could never have sisters more like themselves, and they would rather have each other. And it is a very beautiful story. Yeah. Um, it's all written in rhyme. I highly recommend. But just some little bits from this is you learn that Anna is an avid writer. She grows up riding, um in all weather. Mm-hmm. She is on her horse. And that is a hobby that she loves mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Elsa, meanwhile, stayed in and read. She Her favorite is math. So she is a very intelligent, book smart mm-hmm. character. And then lastly... Elsa describes herself as prickly, and Anna describes her as poised, graceful, and smart. And at the end, Anna describes herself as stubborn, and then Elsa describes her as bold, fearless, and loving. I love that. Highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, It is a little little tearjerker, but I just wanted to throw those things in there because... They're not just rehashing the same content. They are going more in depth about the characters and really digging in and making Mm -hmm. them unique. And I wanted to share that with you. Oh, yeah, that's
0: great. And there's so many extra stories being told about them that you don't get in the movies. And before Mm. we officially move on to, I wanted to mention the all powerful moment when Anna punches Hans in the face yes because how satisfying as the adult in the room cheers (laughs) cheers cheers. (laughs) yes and you get to see because i mean anna hasn't been has tried to be physically capable but she definitely isn't like she trust falls off of a cliff (laughs) because she couldn't really climb it she couldn't climb it you know When it came to someone hurting her sister and her family, just straight up punches him in the face, which he Mm -hmm. completely deserved. I do not condone violence, Uh but I did cheer um, when that happens. And then the last thing was before Christoph kisses her, he says, can I kiss you? Mm -hmm. He he asked for consent in a very natural way. Yep. And then, very sweet and awkward. Very sweet and awkward, but but he does ask for <laughs> consent before kissing her, and that's a little mm-hmm. thing that I didn't really catch the first few times I watched it. But watching it with an eye on Anna's story this time, I went, "That's yeah. good. That's really powerful to see because it's not something that you don't you can talk about consent, but until you see it, it can be hard for some people to really understand it in practice. Yes. Unfortunately, so that was really. Powerful for me to see. So that was 2013. And then Love it exploded that. beyond anything that they ever expected. And then they came out with
1: Frozen Fever in 2015. Mm-hmm. That was 15? Yeah, it was during the 2015 live action Cinderella. Yes. Is when they that was the prequel to that, which was very, very cute. Mm-hmm. Making Today a Perfect Day mm-hmm. is such a stinking cute song. Very cute. You see Elsa really trying to do
0: something for Anna Mm -hmm. Mm because Anna does so much for everyone else. So it's really sweet to see them do everything they can. And the You get back some old characters you love without it being
1: too forced.
0: Yeah, it felt like just like a slice of a day, like a special day, but it wasn't an expansive journey. It was just a moment in time and they got the inspiration for the strings tied to presents because that's something that Chris Buck's family did at Easter, I think.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Everyone comes back for everything on this. It's I feel yes, like they're contracted yes. now, like,
1: you are Elsa
0: and you are Kristoff. <laughs> but I feel like all of them really connected to their characters. So it was something mm-hmm. that they've been happily jumping back into. But yeah. it was after Frozen Fever that the two directors, Jennifer Lee and Chris Buck, started realizing that they weren't done with these sisters because they were not planning mm-hmm. on it even after it was a huge success they weren't planning on it but it was after frozen fever that they went we miss them there's more story right. to tell and so they pretty much asked hey we kind of we're thinking about doing a second one they didn't have mm-hmm. a full plot they didn't have anything and the studio just and said it was
1: like yes go do it like mm-hmm.
0: no, no plan just greenlit
1: go. (laughs) Right. And before we jump to the plethora of small films, Frozen Fever, something for Anna's character Mm -hmm. that you don't get with other princesses is you don't get as much of the falling in love as you do with Kristoff and Anna Mm -hmm. for these little shorts, which I was surprised about that they would add so much character growth in these shorts. Mm -hmm. Because in Making a Day a Perfect Day, is the first time that Kristoff says, I love you. It's so cute. And it like throws him off. Yeah. He's like, I love him. But I I do. Like, it's like, it's you know, yeah. it's, like, it's one of those things where he was like so excited about it and then was like, oh, did I say that loud?" Yeah. I mean, I'm not wrong. I'm not, yeah. And that was really cool for Anna because she also accepts it and yeah. is, is kind of getting that mm-hmm. life and moment that she wanted, which helps lead up to Frozen 2. All of these little stories help make Mm-hmm. The opening number of Frozen 2 makes sense yeah. of everything. Yeah. For the past couple years, yeah. she has had the life she's always wanted. Yeah. So unless you want unless there's anything else about Frozen Fever, we can
0: No, that was kind of the big one that Stop had some over. character development in it. Then you had Olaf's mm-hmm. Frozen Adventure in 2017, which is all about mm-hmm. Olaf and it was very cute. But it does talk a lot
1: about the princess's past. It which does. I did want to talk about. Yeah. Because you do see a very human moment from Elsa and Anna Mm -hmm. but there's one thing where she's joking about oh you know Anna's opened her her crate childhood crate and there's all this schmutz in it and there's toys and costumes and and Elsa's like "No, mine's all gloves and Anna's like nah that can't be true Yeah, because I don't think as much as as they understand each other I don't think until that point Mm -hmm. Anna realized how isolated Elsa really was was yeah because up until that point it was a choice which it was Mm -hmm. like it was partially a choice Mm -hmm. but seeing the rows and rows of gloves and she has nothing the only thing she has from her childhood is that little penguin yeah which she probably had before she went into isolation yeah so she has nothing from her childhood during that isolation except for the stuff that Anna made for her and that's what kept her going those are the only trinkets and and anything of value she had growing up, which once again was another little development Mm -hmm. of the characters and them realizing Olaf's purpose. And of course, there's a bunch of Olaf stuff in there that we don't need to talk about. Yeah. But yeah, I did enjoy that for the sisters to have that little scene. Mm -hmm. Um, And you did have Elsa very upset that it's, she thinks it's her fault again yeah that like that's a that, birthday has been ruined christmas is yeah ruined. it's always like, also it's <laughs> yeah
0: it's a lot of uh, both of them try to take blame where they don't need to a yeah. lot and something that was nice about the frozen adventure because there's a longer one is that they actually address the realities of being separated from the people for that long
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: that the, yeah. the people aren't connected to the cast like they don't Want to have a celebration because they have other traditions that they don't right. have traditions because they were so apart. So I did enjoy the, that they addressed the reality of being separated, not just from themselves, but from the
1: people. So that was right. really cool. That is the only positive duet that the sisters have is in that. And it is yep. the best duet mm-hmm. and one of the best songs, I think, in the franchise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Because when we're together, I will forever feel at home. Yeah, like it's just about them loving each other and loving this family that they've created. That it now in- very much includes mm-hmm. Sven and Kristoff and Olaf, mm-hmm. and I. That is a very Beautiful, fun song that they finally get that they never get in. They never, yep. they never get, yep. never get another <laughs> duet, a sweet duet
0: ever again. And I was so mad after seeing Frozen Two, and I'm like, nothing. We get no, <laughs> no sister power duet, nothing. And so it be, c- continues to be this great, beautiful franchise. You have a couple of these shorts, and then we get to the now highest grossing animated film of all time, Frozen Two, and there's that beautiful documentary called Into the Unknown on Disney Plus now that kind of walks through it. Because they were not planning on making a sequel, they decided to answer the question everyone gave them, which was where do Elsa's powers come from? And that's where it started.
1: That's where the spark started. Jennifer Lee wrote journals as the characters. I love that she did that. Yeah. I think that is so creative and so clever. Mm-hmm. And it really puts you in the mindset. I think that's
0: so cool. Yeah. And it, it helped her figure out where they were. Because this is three years later. Story wise. Okay. They are young adults, which I think is a really fascinating thing to also make into a kid's film is to have these early
1: 20 and year they, olds. And they made them look it. Yes, they did. They physically look older, mm-hmm. especially Anna and Kristoff. Yes. They are both drawn mm-hmm. actively older. Elsa's drawn older too, yeah. but she's also a magic, so that's a little bit Yeah.
0: But I appreciate that. Like <laughs> they do look more mature. I think their characters yeah. matured. Something that was big theme wise, is the first movie was about being different. And the second movie is about facing change. That's why you start with something's never change because
1: then yes. everything does. Oh, the irony of that song yes. is heavy. Yes. And it happens in fall, mm-hmm. which is the season of change. Yeah, Like one of the big seasons, you know, fall and spring are those two big mm-hmm. changing moments. And so to start it off with Olaf talking about his sad jack lantern, <laughs> yes, like that because it's changing, yeah. And then it dives into the song, and it's very beautiful. And I love how that song ends with mm-hmm. with all of them coming in together on mm-hmm. a very relatably taking off her shoes, mm-hmm. and they all harmonize together. Oh, that's so pretty, Kristoff included. Yep, because at this point it's been years. Mm-hmm. There, they are truly family now you get the impression that Kristoff and sven like live in the castle yeah. as well yeah you know, it's it's they are all a cohesive family unit and and you love that mm-hmm. for anna and that's everything she's she's wanted yeah especially with that opening scene where you see anna has always wanted to be loved and get married mm-hmm. whereas elsa's looking for something a little different yeah and it's something that hit me with anna's
0: story i think chris buck said in an interview i have to don't come at me <laughs> if you did not but it's Anna in the first movie had everything to gain. And in the second movie, she has everything to lose. So that's mm-hmm. her journey is so incredibly different, even though they kind of feel similar where they go out and she's pushing forward to help. But what's at stake for her is completely different. Yeah, of in course. In the beginning is of the movie. She's everything ever
1: wanted. Yeah, she has her family. She has, she her, has family. her people.
0: <laughs> she has her man. She has her man. And the you fact know, that they she... date for three years and mm-hmm. aren't engaged is... Pretty impressive for a Disney movie. Yeah. So I did appreciate that. I think I really enjoyed the idea of him trying to figure out, like his plot was him trying to figure out how to propose. Because that's such yes. a romantic plot to give the only real like male hero in the story. Yeah.
1: And he's so yeah. so socially awkward as a human yeah. that it it felt very... Relatable, and I think it's something that's not seen as much mm-hmm. because you always hear after how nervous the men are, yeah, when they propose or the silly things they do. Yep. But rarely do you see it in mass media for children. Yes, of, of, of a, a very strong, mm-hmm. manly man. Yes, you know, struggling with his feelings and mm-hmm. desperately wanting to do good. Yep. For her. Yes,
0: so <laughs> it was very cute. It was very cute. Yeah, it was really cute, and I think it took a little bit too much time. But just because they were trying, they were trying to build an entire mythology into this movie and there's a lot of plot holes and Mm -hmm. I have a lot of questions that will never get answered, (laughs) but I will say as much as some of the story felt like they were rushed or that they weren't quite, they didn't quite know how to fit all of their ideas into one movie. Yeah. I did think it was absolutely stunning visually.
1: So I will watch oh my it gosh. for the visuals forever. <laughs> yes. Visually, oh my god, I just hit my microphone. I'm so excited. I like flailed my arms. Yes, visually, yeah. it is absolutely stunning. My breath was taken away. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, when um you saw the embroidery yes. on the costumes. Yes. I'm like, this is I can't even believe this. Mm-hmm. Any wide shot of the mm-hmm. area breathtaking the entire dark sea scene the water the, the water movement from moana flash the software yeah. they like yes, took to it and reasons. ran with it it looks like real water it's and it's stunning uh, it, yeah it looks like they just drew elsa mm-hmm. on real water yep it's absolutely yep. breathtaking yep and you can see some of that
0: in the into the unknown documentary you can see kind of how they do it so it was really mm-hmm. fascinating to to get behind the scenes a lot of what they talked about in that documentary was the story and not figuring out... We've laughed about this so much in our other talks, but... I can't. I just can't believe (laughs) it. I can't believe that they... So they had the voice. The voice was kind of something from the beginning, like this calling. They wanted to answer where her powers came from and they wanted to Mm -hmm. answer where were the parents going. Those were kind of the two questions they kept being asked. And though I appreciate that they were trying to appeal to fans, I don't know that basing stories around questions that people want to know about your character is necessarily the most helpful because I feel like it kind of tore them down a weird path where then they started to make those answers really convoluted and they started creating a mythology that is fascinating. I really enjoyed it, but I think they fit a TV series into a movie Mm -hmm. because if they had actually Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like how tangled was a fully arced thing, Mm -hmm. I feel like if they had actually made this into something like that, we could have fully understood and enjoyed the journey but they squished it all into
1: one. Just, they wanted the movie. You know. They wanted the and, and it was. It was very powerful yeah. to have this movie be, it was the first animated sequel yeah, would, that was mm-hmm. done in theaters. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, they they really pulled it out of the stops. Mm-hmm. Was it a little confusing? Yes. Yeah. Definitely watch the documentary mm-hmm. on The Making of Frozen Two. If you wanna see all of the nitty-gritty, I yeah. know we're just gonna briefly yeah. discuss that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was, a, there was a lot that I was confused about and, the, and a lot
0: that the music told the story. It did. The, the music did a lot of heavy lifting in it, which mm-hmm. is great, but also can leave a lot of plot holes because they are trying to do an emotional response and a story like in the same mm-hmm. thing. So I think there was a lot of plot holes in it. It was visually stunning. They didn't answer the question. What started this whole rant was they didn't answer the question, who was calling to Elsa? They didn't answer it until like five months before the release date. Oh my gosh. And it's like, who, was it
1: even five months
0: or was it I, less? It might have been less. I'm going to give them five months.
1: It like was courtesy. absurdly short. It's like, that's... I could not believe that's it. That's
0: the number one. If you're writing a story and you're inciting incident is the voice is calling to her. If you don't answer who that is, the rest of the story is not going to lead up to it. And no. like, so it, it just... Yeah. And they decided on the mom, which to me was obvious, but it took a couple watchings of this movie to really understand what happened. Because the fifth spirit thing doesn't make sense. But why didn't they? Yeah, I have a lot of feelings. (laughs) We could spend an entire episode about me trying to rework this movie because I do like a lot of the spirit stuff was taken from Norse mythology and Norwegian traditional folklore. Mm. And uh, the fire salamander is from Norwegian folklore. They connected salamanders with fire. When mm-hmm. they would light their campfires, salamanders would come crawling out because they would go under when they snuffed it to be warm. So that's oh, kind of pretty. a cool thing that the knock as the water horse is a Norse mythology legend. Mm-hmm. Wind is really important to the Sami people. And the wind spirits. So that was another important characteristic. So they did their research. It was a really cool, like the enchanted forest was really fun. Mm-hmm. We spent a lot of time with young Elsa and Anna that I think cut mm-hmm. a lot of the time that could have been fixing plot holes. Right. But the kids love that. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The kids like it. and But it does. It's a cute little moment that kind of shows what, what they'll, they'll do later and, and things that mm-hmm. they've loved even as kids. And for Elsa, I thought it was very interesting learning about her growing in this second movie Mm -hmm. because now she's much more comfortable with her powers Mm -hmm. and everything. Clearly it's in part of the castle. You see the castle is infused with ice Mm -hmm. all over it. And you see a little bit of her being feeling a little bit like an outsider still and not even Mm -hmm. necessarily an outsider. I think that's the wrong word. She feels like this is not where she belongs. Yeah. In that little beginning moment of her looking outside, mm-hmm. kind of listening for this voice. And then she unintentionally <laughs> ices herself to the railing. Yeah. Uh, because she is very good at her job. Like I, we had mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. Anna thinks with her heart. Elsa is thinks with her brains. <laughs> and yep. like, is very like, this makes sense. This goes next. Which is why later after she sings and has this moment of like, You know, are you calling to me? She sings into the unknown in the middle of the night, Um, getting getting a little bit of a release, kind of Mm -hmm. very Let It Go-esque of this new adventure. And she doesn't tell Anna she can't come because, no, I don't want you there. Yeah, it's it's a logical you don't have your powers to help you. I do. Mm-hmm. I can go do it myself and I'll be back for lunch. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not a malicious. No, it's not a malicious thought. It's, yeah. It's and like, honest, is right.
0: right and saying, well, I went up the mountain and I had no powers and all of the I say, like, saved you from my. Yeah. Like, <laughs> also so I'm coming like the, There's good. You see them argue, but not in a disrespectful way, which is right, really interesting. Right. You still see their their central flaws coming out and clashing Anna builds to a like she is much more mature, less naive, yes, just as yes. brave. Oh yeah, like if more so, she gets more courageous. Yeah. I she think. just throws herself the to the rock one. giants. She does her moral point for Elsa is really helpful, I think, to her to keep Elsa from going too far. To she, yes. is so in love with her people. And her city and her family. And they did a really good job of showing that she should have been queen. That her love for her people and Arendelle and doing what is right and making the hard decisions for the people is exactly what a queen should be. Right. And they do that visually too. They, in this movie, they really dug into Arendelle's symbols and everything she wears in her color palette. Yes. There's wheat everywhere, kind of in her accessories that feels very. Right. In her hair? Yes. For the opening
1: number? Yeah. So they really built visually that she belonged in Arendelle. Whereas Elsa has an entirely different motif. Mm-hmm. She has an ice motif in all of her outfits. Mm-hmm. After Frozen One, mm-hmm. If Elsa said, I'm going to go live with the Asami people, mm-hmm. Anna would have been like, hell no. But because of the events of Frozen 2 mm-hmm. and because of her moment, the next right thing mm-hmm. and everything, she realizes she does not need
0: mm-hmm.
1: Elsa. She does not need, and not in a bad way, but no. that she can stand on her own two feet. Yes. And that is really... For an adult, mm-hmm. I think, is a very powerful
0: moment. A lot of the emotional journeys in this movie felt adult to me. It felt like
1: mm-hmm. it was a very grown-up movie, and that's why Olaf was thrown in for random things. You needed you needed Olaf and Kristoff. You needed Kristoff's yes. little plot line, yep. and you needed Olaf being ridiculous to make this a yeah. kid's movie. And earning... <laughs> Lee spoke about having to earn Do the Next Right
0: Thing as a moment because it was oh. dark and it was emotionally powerful... And she spent a lot of time talking to Kristen Bell about her own depression, Kristen's own depression journey, because she is Kristen Bell is seen as a very bright, joyous figure as a celebrity yeah, yeah. and as a human being. But she has talked about her struggles with depression, too. So she also infused a lot of that into the story, which you can tell like the her singing it is absolutely heartbreaking. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. It, it is beautifully done. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And everything that's written for Anna has to then earn her that moment. And it's really... It was really hard to watch. Like, she realizes that her last remaining family blood family is dead, mm-hmm. essentially. Like the, you don't expect them to come back. Fully accepts it. She's dead. Like it mm-hmm. has to get and seeing her pick herself off of the floor of a Oh, and her other best friend died in her arms. Yes. That Olaf died in her arms. Kristoff's off somewhere, that she had to leave him to follow Elsa was probably was a really hard decision to I'd be really upset if my significant other left me in the
1: middle of an enchanted. Oh world. yeah. You you feel for Kristoff you know, when he sings. Yeah. You're
0: like, yeah. Um But that she has to go through all of that and has this really powerful moment. And I'm not a huge fan of the mantra, do the next right thing. It doesn't flow Mm. very well. But the idea of giving kids a mantra like that is really big. Like that gives them something to latch on to. It was very reminiscent for me of Joy in Inside Out being in the pit. Where you literally have yes. joy represented in a dark pit um, yeah. and finding the way out. So it's it gives kids a way to talk about what's happening. It gives kids a mantra to try and just get up after being kicked right. down. So it's a really right. beautiful moment. It's, it's one of the, the most powerful emotional songs in the movie. Is what Anna gets. And that's why she's also kind of overshadowed in this movie because the two standing on a rooftop Elsa
1: gets two. She gets a and she gets a bunch of dresses in this one. Once again, Elsa gets it. And transforms again.
0: You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like she's also it's hard to compete. It is. You can't like (laughs) if you can't. uh, Kids are going to don't want to sing, do the next right thing. from a rooftop. That's just not going to happen. So she's not she doesn't get that, which I was very disappointed in because she is such an amazing character in this. She is the rock. She is the emotional support and the solid
1: character. She makes the hardest decision Mm -hmm.
0: of the entire movie. She chooses to flood her kingdom like that's her home and does it because it's the right thing to do because her ancestors and this is a very adult and very relevant theme when you think about the idea of anna choosing to make up for the colonization and destruction Mm -hmm. of the indigenous people by while she's mourning the loss Mm -hmm. of
1: half of her family yeah
0: like it's it's a lot it's a lot of stuff she is a pretty amazing character and yes. a pretty amazing hero in this story. Oh, absolutely. Just self sacrificing, just having rock yes. giants chase her. And she gets these guards who don't want her to break the dam to listen mm-hmm. to her. Like, so she does that yeah. queen. Like, that was for me her queen moment was when mm-hmm. she stood in front of them and convinced them to follow her. Like, it,
1: yeah, that's. I would agree. And she was the queen at that point. Elsa was dead. She like, says the queen's fallen. She's, or she's given the ultimate. Yeah. So something along the lines. She doesn't say dead because I think she's. Oh yeah, I hurting yes. still, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so she takes it like she, in
0: her grief, does what she thinks is right, knowing it's going to hurt. I and there was a version of the story. I I have the Frozen two art book, and there's a version of the story where they the flood does get Arendelle, and that they rebuild with the Sami people, and the
1: architecture they drew was <laughs> like a mixture of the two. Cultures, which was really cool. I think cool. that would have helped the end of it, yeah. as opposed to Elsa coming in and saving the day. Again. It, it's but they needed to sell dolls. They needed wanted to, to sell, sell dolls, it, so they made it, Elsa come back. Yeah, and that's.
0: I was okay with her coming back as a beautiful bow. Beau. I don't think it was necessary. What I really didn't think was necessary was her saving
1: Arendelle because then she is the one. She gets all the credit. She gets the glory for saving Arendelle. And it was Anna. Anna did it again. I know. Anna saved everyone's lives. She <sighs> saved Arendelle. She does it again. Yeah. And guess who gets credit? Elsa on her water knot Yep. But. It was stunning. <laughs> stunning flood. Yes. Visually, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, you still cried. Yep. But to real quick catch up, Elsa, with Anna, Elsa, a lot of her, her choices are very, Logical. And by the end of the movie, she learns a little more about, yes, she knows the heart Mm -hmm. and she knows that love can help control her magic. She got that in round one, but she's still very analytical Mm -hmm. and everything. So for example, she gets into the forest, she walks through, she essentially speaks with Mm Gail, gets Gail on their side, controls the Fire spirit mm-hmm. gets the fire spirit on their side. Mm-hmm. That's also a really sweet moment. Oh, yeah. Um, that you see of Elsa where she picks up Bruni mm-hmm. and she's like, Oh, you can hear him too. Yep. Oh, they're right behind me, aren't they? It's so good. And you get this yeah. very wholesome moment that everyone's had with a dog at a party yes. at a place they don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, mm. with this little creature. And you get to see Elsa being human mm-hmm. in that moment, which is really nice mm-hmm. to see as opposed to because A lot of this journey is very logical. A lot of it is after she meets Bruni and they see, you know, they they see the Earth Giants. She's like, all right, well, I've conquered this one. I've conquered this one. Now it's the Earth Giants time. And it isn't until Anna's like, "Mm, those guys are huge. Yeah, let's not do that. (laughs) And she's like, ah, checks out. But we still need to go north. We can't wait. Yeah. And continues on. And also this moment that's really powerful for Olaf and Anna Mm -hmm. Is another queen moment that mm-hmm. I enjoy is when they they find the ruins of the parent shipwreck. Mm-hmm. They run in there, and Anna is the one who remembers that there is a secret compartment mm-hmm. in every Arendelle ship, mm-hmm. and that's where they find the information. She's the one who remembers that little tidbit mm-hmm. because she loves Arendelle. She may not be the most book smart, mm-hmm. she may not have been trained to be queen, mm-hmm. but she loves, like you said, mm-hmm. you were totally right. She loves this community and mm-hmm. this family and Arendelle. Now that she's finally been able to get to yes. yes. <laughs> through, through the shorts yeah. and through the beginning of this movie. And of course, side note, I'm sure I was not the only one to think this when Elsa's like, wait, water has memories and went down to put her hands mm. on the ship. And I'm like, girl, don't do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not going to end well. Nothing good. You're not going to want to see that. Mm-mm. I mean, at least it was them like holding a nice, I thought of just terrible things. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, we're going to see them like in their death throes. Yep. Um, but luckily they were not. It yep. was just them holding. It was very beautiful, yep. and very sad. Yep. But that makes it a very logical choice of this is another one of those things where she is when she scoops up those two characters and throws them in a boat and pushes them away. Mm-hmm. It is not to push them away because she can't stand to be with them. Yeah. It's not. Mm-hmm. She she sees what happened to the other half of her family. And logically, the best choice is instead of her running away from them, because clearly that's not going to work. She's already tried that a couple times. Yep. <laughs> Anna's not going to let her. Yep. She's going to make it. So that Anna can't follow because it's she'd gone far enough and continued on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that moment did not feel like she does not love Anna. No, it felt it, like it she was done out of love. But she doesn't understand that she can take help. Yep. Yes. Granted, I will say, I don't know. I don't know how they would have gotten to Atahalla with Olaf and Anna. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> but I do agree. I think she does learn to accept help mm-hmm. towards the end, especially once she gets to Atahala and it's this beautiful moment. We won't talk about the water horse scene because uh, nothing really happens in there, but it is visually stunning, stunning scene. Yep. It's terrifying mm-hmm. and beautiful, action-packed. Please check it out. Yep. But in Antahala, also you you get some more human moments of her. Show Yourself is a big number. Oh, it's beautiful. beautiful. Uh, she now sees where she belongs. She understands mm-hmm. why she felt like she didn't fit in mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. with Arendelle, because that is not where she's meant to be. Mm-hmm. She's she's meant to explore and love her powers. Mm-hmm. You see her go through her whole history. Mm-hmm. You see the very human moment mm-hmm. of her cringing at Let It Go and her uh, breaking I oh, love it. Like. Yes. <laughs> and then there's the curiosity that killed the cat. Yep. Moment. And this is what makes Anna mm-hmm. a better ruler than Elsa. Mm-hmm. Elsa is very book smart. Obviously she's been trying to do this. I've said mm-hmm. this like a thousand times, but Anna would have just stood on the edge if she hadn't slipped in, of course. Yep. And, yep. and been like, Oh no, this happened. And then would have run out and done something. Yep. Elsa goes, you know what? I, Need to see this. Mm-hmm. Logically, yeah. I need to see this. I need, maybe I could fix it from here. I'm going to jump down and do this. Yep. Which is is then. That's the flaws what, coming what out, you know, like it's. Yep. Um, yeah. And I don't know if this is an Easter egg or not, mm-hmm. but Elsa freezes, not identically, but very similarly yeah. to how Anna freezes. Mm-hmm. They freeze in the same manner of one arm down, one arm up mm-hmm. to help save the other one. Yep. And then, of course, that's kind of the end of Elsa's journey because mm-hmm. she has now discovered who she is. She knows she's the fifth spirit. She knows where she belongs mm-hmm. and is confident in the choice that Anna is the best thing mm-hmm. for Arendelle. But I think Anna still has more. She she gets more because or Elsa's frozen for the rest of the movie. Until yeah, the last, like, yeah. She does then get so, the big
0: hero moment where mm-hmm. she gets the, the rock throne. This was the fir- one of the first, if not the first... Princess movie for sure, but one of the first animated movies to be released after the Me Too movement blew up in 2017 and after the Time's Up movement in 2018. So not only in the first movie were they really focused on writing a story that was anti-Disney princess and with a more feminist thinking story in mind and for the audience of today but then there's this added breakthrough mm-hmm. uh with time's up and me too and so you do get some of the lines that i appreciate i really appreciate oh, yes. the lines oh, yes i think they were worded too bluntly which really upset me it felt like they were added as buzzwords instead of flowed
1: right. and i liked the what do you need that was great i think that was yeah. i think that was beautifully done yeah. but definitely the Christoph. Uh, my love my is, love not, is fragile. not fragile i'm like would Christoph say
0: that I in this moment, I know he, you could work to it that, but like I think Ana yeah, needed like just... a line before it and then yeah, like yeah. there needed to be a little bit more of an a discussion before he said that line right. still loved it. loved it still there was definitely a moment of like uh-huh. because it doesn't that line which I understand and you understand isn't common enough for like a kid to really understand what that even means. So I think what they needed was a couple lines before it that led and helped explain what that even meant. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe mm-hmm. that's what like bothered me about it. But I like that they put those in there. It kinda of, oh, feeds yeah. into oh, the yeah. you can't Definitely marry a man you first met, like one liners that they're throwing in. Right. But I do think it was interesting that those showed up in the film and I think it was very much a response to the events of our society around it. Yeah. And yeah, and then you have Anna. <laughs> Anna's honest reaction of crying, because they make so many Disney
1: princesses cry beautifully, Oh yeah, <laughs> they're thrown delicately on something. Yeah, Under, always understandable crying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They all go through. They go through garbage. a lot of shit, you know. Point. But
0: it, yeah, Anna's Anna. Anna's real crying is super powerful mm-hmm. and really funny, and it kind of breaks that tension. And you, she, you have to realize that she's gone through a full roller coaster yeah. of now starting to have to have her grief. They talk about the fact that Elsa and Anna are both the fifth spirit, but that does
1: not read the they're the i read it as the bridge i never read it as them both being the fifth spirit
0: i think i someone i think i saw an interview where they explained it like that and i'm like i get what you're saying that you need each other but both of you do not equal a bridge to the spirit world or anna would have heard the voice they tried and it didn't quite work Um, it's a pretty
1: picture They did do the full circle of the kids from the beginning and them getting what they want in the end, though, which I thought was really great for their characters. Mm -hmm. You had Elsa wanting something different. Elsa loving this idea of the forest and learning about mm-hmm. herself mm-hmm. and enjoying her magic. And you see that coming full circle mm-hmm. where at the end of it, she gets to be that and gets to kind of let go of the fear because she feels she has a duty. She's mm-hmm. She feels she has a duty to Arendelle. She's been trained her whole life to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason why she hasn't said anything up until this point. Yep. <laughs> like she, yep. So it's beautiful seeing her kind of this journey to get what she wants. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, this, a little unexpected twist in a great way for Anna to become queen, mm-hmm. which is not set up at all in the earlier movie or yeah. even earlier in the film. Yeah. But the more important thing to Anna is she wants a family and she wants to get married. And yeah. I think that is a very relatable mm-hmm. and real thing mm-hmm. to desire. Yeah. And so for her to have Kristoff... Propose So, with a the little she, like crying and a hand wave. Right. Oh, so. At Disney, they give her an engagement ring. Oh, that's sweet. I really enjoy that they both, even though they both experienced a lot of trauma. Yep. Again. <laughs> yep. But it came full circle to get what they want. Yeah. So, they did do that right. At least mm-hmm. the characters, for the most part, seem to stay pretty true. Yeah. And have their own journeys, even if the plot was a little confusing yeah
0: but they they did represent two very different women who still loving each other completely unconditionally you had i really appreciated at the beginning of the movie them falling asleep together as sisters Yeah, that was so real it was so real and it so i thought that was really sweet that even as adults that you have that sister moment the charade scene was fabulous oh that was so cute so
1: cute and you see the dynamic Mm -hmm. of the group you see that they They've all, they've, this is a family. Yes. This is a unit. They've been together for a while and and you love that for them. You love, I love the idea of found family. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's a, a common theme in a lot of Disney movies that I always find that I am attracted to. Like where you find yeah. those people that you connect to. And they did when she was queen, they give her the same hairstyle that the mother wore and that Elsa wore in the yep. coronation. The, their traditional the official- Arendelle. <laughs>
1: Queen, yep. queen hairstyle, if you will. Yep. They, she also, they all had capes yes. of similar style. Mm-hmm. They they were not all the same color, but they do have that same swooping, long, mm-hmm. not very wide yeah. style. So you get all those throwbacks, but all of their dresses are very different. You get all the purples and Elsa's because yeah. purple is more royalty. Yeah. She has that royal, sophisticated, polite, mm-hmm. put together attitude about her. Where Anna is is green. Yep, she's she sunlight. Everything she's, that is yeah. fresh and new yeah. And, and yeah, <laughs> and spring. Yeah. and so it, I love that that she has this ongoing green which is in contrast to her she matures a lot which shows in her costuming mm-hmm. as well they give her this dark black outfit and they actually take away the pink it is her growing up mm-hmm. because she loses that cloak yep in the cavern yeah she does so she, that is her mm-hmm. step away from her past self and it is very true because she doesn't leave she leaves those caves a, a different person she grows and and that is visually very cool yeah i thought it was beautifully
0: executed i have problems with the story but i don't have issue with there being two vastly different grown women who want very different things and who love each other and are both courageous in their own way who are flawed and so it's a Mm -hmm. really beautiful beautiful story and beautiful characters and i completely understand why people are in love with them I can understand why it exploded to what it is today. And I am interested to see where Disney goes now. Yeah. Cause they have an upcoming Raya comes out mm-hmm. in March. I could not be more excited. I'm ex- so excited. I feel like they're starting to actually implement the changes in female storytelling that has been necessary and they it kind of started at the beginning of the thousands. And I, I think it's developing and even in the late yeah. 90s you started to get some of these more independent women and yeah yeah oh absolutely um, i'm very excited to see where they go from here a fun fact that i have that i just had forgotten to mention in the first frozen inspiration is that a lot of the color blocking and how the color palette was made was inspired by Sleeping Beauty because she is blocked with the black corset, and that's how Anna is blocked with the black corset. And the very bright, vibrant colors, and the greens and the purples, and the like—it yeah. it all kind of was part of that that's color. So
1: cool. Yeah, because like, Sleeping Beauty is is one of—I know it was a flop originally, it's but stunning it, though it, from a from a visual yeah. standpoint of drawing that is stunning. Yeah.
0: So, oh, that's so cool. yeah. So they they were very inspired by the work of Sleeping Beauty and the color palettes and how they block color in it mm-hmm. and and all of that. So that's my my fun fact for this long episode.
1: <laughs> I know, but wait, wait, we're gonna end with my oh, favorite no. fun fact. No. And I kill everybody. Yes. So the Snow Queen is my Hans Christian Andersen, mm-hmm. who inspired Hans Christoph Annesfend. <laughs> You're welcome, world. <laughs> it's Christoph Anisman.
0: It's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's such a good one. Uh, the nerdiest thing I know. <laughs> so good. Thank you all for listening to this long episode. But we got two. We got two in and two movies in. So yes. I'm proud we're yes. this short. <laughs> so I think um, this is also our final deep dive of this season and next week we move into our maiden madness tournament yes and there's gonna be more info yes. coming out about that we're gonna have brackets on our website so get all your brackets ready we're gonna try a point system it's gonna be lots of fun more info to come on that but thank you all for listening to this
1: frozen episode thank you so much for joining us for this episode of damsels and dialogue Tune in next week as we begin our season finale special, Maiden Madness. This March Madness-style tournament puts 33 Disney and Pixar damsels to the test to find out who will be crowned top animated heroine. If you enjoyed listening today, we'd love to have you subscribe to this
0: podcast, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and share with friends. If you really
1: enjoyed our discussion, you can find more behind-the-scenes content, peek at our research notes, and even entire bonus episodes on Patreon. Each month, we release a full After Hours episode where we discuss the movies we cover in each episode, unfiltered and unrestrained, along with behind-the-scenes scenes extras and notes you can reach
0: us on social media links to all our platforms can be found in our bio on those platforms and on our website at damselsanddialogue.podbean.com, you will find information and in brackets for our upcoming maiden madness reach out and let us know who you think will emerge as our
1: champion until next time this has been damsels and dialogue have a nice day this podcast is sponsored by royal princess parties llc and is produced by hello out there audio part of hello out there productions